And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Happy holidays once again, Wonderlings. This is Angela Bowen, the host of Looking Back in My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. And today I am presenting to you the fourth and final Christmas episode of the Wonder Years, Season 6, Episode 10, Let Nothing You Dismay, which aired on December 16th, 1992. Kevin struggles to buy a gift for Winnie, to buy an expensive gift for Winnie. While Jack has to find a way to secure the loan for his furniture-making business after his partner gets cold feet and goes back to Norcom. Now, in the room that I'm in, I have the door closed because Jeremy's in the living room watching South Park. And I honestly can't stand that show. I, uh, I hope that he gets over this face and moves on to something else. But anyway, let's get into this episode. So... The episode opens, we are at Fremont Community College, it's 1972, and Norma Arnold is graduating from college. She's gotten her degree. I wonder if she kind of just went for like maybe two years, because it seemed like at the end of, towards the end of season four is when she decided to um, go to community college to get her degree degree in it. Well, because she, I think I remember in season one, she was telling, um, Karen's boyfriend at the time, um, what the hell was his name? Lewis, that she had started going to college after high school, but then she met Jack and then she dropped out. Probably she got pregnant with Karen or something. I don't know, but she went back, she got her degree and everyone's there at the ceremony. Jack is so proud of his wife and Kevin is there, and Wayne. And actually in season six, we see Wayne here holding a baby with um, a girl sitting next to him in the audience. Don't worry, it's not Wayne's kid. Um, He is actually dating a divorcee who's 23. Her name is Bonnie, and she has a little baby boy named David, and that's who Wayne is holding. So Kevin tells us that half a lifetime at uh, Norcom, Jack has decided to open his own furniture business. And that's kind of interesting because he likes to, you know, tool around and fix things around the house. But I never really guessed him for someone who wanted to be a furniture maker. Maybe this could have been a secret ambition that he kind of, you know, held in himself over the years because we all know that Jack is just kind of a guy who keeps to himself mainly but yeah he's he's got the building and everything and he's got workers there and he's showing Norma and Kevin you know some of the finished products I see um looks like a an not an armoire, but it looks like a chest of dresser drawers, and it's got, like, a door on one side with, like, a, uh, four small drawers on the left side, and then two pull-out drawers on the bottom. That looks so awesome. I bet that is going to be beautiful when it's finished. So, it looks like they're kind of holed up in, like, a little warehouse setting at the moment, and Jack just has to get a secure, uh, loan from the bank and everything to actually get this business into a full production. 
So it looked like, um, because we haven't gotten to season six yet. I'm just going to be starting season four. I probably already said that. Starting season four in January. So we haven't gotten to season six yet. That'll come later. And, um, after a crappy review from Norcom, or Lukewarm, Jack decides, you know, I've put in my time here at Norcom. You know, he's not getting any younger, and he wants to do this furniture business. So... Three weeks after quitting, with leaving Norcom, he jumps into the furniture business. And this, where he's showing Norma and Kevin, that's pretty much going to be the area, the furniture factory. But he says, you know, they still got to, you know, build a lot of stuff as far as fix the place up a little bit more. It's kind of bare bones at the moment. So. But you should hear Jack. He is just so proud of what he's doing his journey that he's just starting on he is I've never seen this man so happy in my life so then we're met by Charlie who is uh one of Jack's old uh co-workers from Norcom who is kind of in on the whole deal of what Jack wants to do with the furniture company it's kind of a two-person deal and he's just congratulating Norma on becoming a college graduate. He's like, hey, do you want to come work here at the furniture factory? And Norma's like, nah, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. And then he turns to Kevin. Charlie does, like, hey, Kev, you want to come work for us? <laughs> and Kevin's like, well, I got to finish high school first. So Charlie lets um, Jack know that he kind of pushed the closing with the bank till Friday, and Jack is kind of like a little worried, like, oh, um, is there something wrong? And Charlie says, no, you know, I got found out there's a sweet deal on some machinery in Philadelphia, so that's why he wanted to, like, jump on that as soon as possible. So then uh, Charlie pulls Norma off to go look at some more stuff while uh, Jack continues his tour of the place with Kevin and everything. And I got this clip because it's it's just I love how he is Jack is so excited about his new furniture company and everything so I will do that and I will be right back the Arnold fortunes were definitely on the rise come on I'll show you some of the other stuff we were riding high on wings you know, of lumber uh, and glue those little stools that you saw outside and no one was more excited than dad he was just like Alright, so in the next scene, we have Kevin and his friend Jeff, who you might recognize, he's played by Giovanni Ravisi. Um, he's been in quite a bit of stuff. If you've seen The Other Sister that came out in 1998 or 99 that had Juliette Lewis, he played Daniel. Um, he was also in the show My Two Dads. And... He, he's been in others. I think he was also in Friends also. Um, but anyway, he, his character, and this is named Jeff, he and Kevin are at the mall. And they step outside the record store and Jeff says, hey, it looks like Brad has a new album. And Kevin's like, yeah, I hate Brad. Gross. So Jeff's like, yeah, but, you know, the girls 
really love this band. And I'm like, Bread, Bread, have I heard Bread? I mean, yeah, they're from the 70s. I was born in 82. I'm like, I don't think I have. But I just, I had went on YouTube and it said, very best of Bread. I'm like, okay, let's see if I recognize any of these songs. And I recognize probably like maybe two or three. I'm like, they sing this song? Like, oh, and there's a song, I forgot what it was called, but... It's one that in season five, Wayne sings to um, this girl. I can't remember what her name is, but it's the episode where it's called Triangle. It's got the girl, Carla something or other. She was in the movie Son-in-Law that came out in 93. But anyway, in that episode, she is actually, she's, Dating Wayne, but then she ends up making out with Kevin and then breaking up with, spoiler alert, Wayne, because she wants to be with Kevin. Um, but anyway, when they go to the dance, Wayne is, um, is in his car and he sings this song that comes on the radio and it's by Bread. So, oh, that song. Yeah, I heard of that song. Okay. So while the boys are perusing window shopping outside the record store... Uh, Winnie comes out. Does she come out of the record store? Hold on, let me see. Okay, I want to play this clip. This is funny because we all know how Kevin gets irritated with people. And it's like Jeff is there. He's supposed to be helping Kevin get a gift for Winnie. And Kevin's like, all right, if you were Winnie, what kind of gift would you want me to give you? And I'm going to play Jeff's reaction to this because this is funny as hell. I'll be right back. Oh, look, Brad's got a new album out. I hate bread. Yeah, but the chicks love them. Listen, are you going to help me or not? I thought I was. Uh, listen, if you were Winnie, what would you want from me? Well, I'd want you to hold me, and I'd want you to tell me that you love me, and I think that would be present enough. All right, a Maserati. That's helpful. Maseratis aside, I was faced with the annual Yuletide challenge of a lifetime. Finding a present for my best girl. Look at these prices. Who in the right mind would shop in a store like this? Oh, hi, Kevin. Ask hi, a Jeff. stupid question. What are you doing here? Just some shopping. Uh-huh. So what did you get? Just some stuff. Right. Oh. It was pretty obvious that in that box was something large for a medium-sized Arnold. Well, I better get going. Yeah, we're better get going also. Yeah, we got some stuff to buy. See ya. Did you see the size of that box? Yeah. So what are you going to do, man? There was really only one thing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> after Jeff um, suggests, like, oh, if I were Winnie, I'd want you to hold me and tell you, tell me you love me and all this stuff. I laughed out loud at, like, okay, that's funny. Um, but then Jeff is like, well, I don't know, a Maserati, so, like, an expensive car. And Kevin's like, yeah, that's real helpful. So, they go outside the store that's clearly for ladies, and they're kind of just window browsing and Kevin's like dang these prices who would shop here and that's when Winnie comes out with a wrapped gift it's in a box too and he's just like oh hey and she's like um oh doing some shopping and all this stuff so uh 
she's like, oh, I gotta go. So then the boys are kind of like looking at each other like, did you see the size of that box? I bet that's for me. So he's like, oh, I still don't know what to get her. And then we see this woman at the counter. It's like, oh, cashmere. It's what every woman wants, cashmere. Every woman looks like a million dollars in cashmere. And it's on sale for $99. What the fuck? And this is in 1971 or two. 1972. It's 1972. Holy shit. What the hell is cashmere even made out of? I'm going to go find out. And I'm going to be right back. Oh, I was going to mention also when, uh, when it comes out, she's wearing these really pretty, like, Christmas-type earrings. And she's got this really pretty, like, white sweater on, too. It's really nice. So, I looked up. Where does cashmere come from? Cashmere comes from a goat, found primarily in India and Nepal. The rarity of this species of goat and intense hand labor that goes into the gathering of the wool accounts for its highest price. What does cashmere feel like? Cashmere is a luxuriant wool that many a fashion-conscious woman has dreamed of wearing against her skin. <laughs> it's Silken feel, feather lightweight, and appreciable status makes it highly desirable. Despite the glamour associated with cashmere, it hails from humble beginnings. It is the wool or fur of the cashmere goat. That's wonderful. Okay, moving on. I hope you enjoyed that uh, educational lesson of where does cashmere come from and what does it feel like? So after the lady breaks down, breaks the price to Kevin, he's like, $99.99? That's almost $100. And Jeff, it's funny, Jeff is a comedic relief. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, pretty. that's pretty close. And then Kevin's like, damn it, what am I going to do? And <laughs> Jeff suggests, well, hey, Hickory's Farms is having a sale on cheese logs or cheese wheels or whatever. Like, eh, no, 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 no. Why do you wait till the last damn minute, Kevin? And he calls her his best girl. Don't they use the term girlfriend and boyfriend? I mean, she referred to him as her boyfriend in season three. But he always says girl or best girl or what the hell ever. I'm like, just call her your fucking girlfriend. So back at Casa de Arnold, um, the boys are bringing in the Christmas tree. Wayne's at the top end, and Kevin's at the bo uh, bottom end by the trunk. And it's like, Kevin's like, come on, Wayne, move it. Turn yourself around a little bit so we can get the tree in here. Because Kevin's still stuck in the dang doorway. And um, Wayne is being stabbed by pine ne needles being shoved into the damn wall. It's like, yeah, you gotta swing your end around so that way you guys can get it in there. So we hear Jack from outside, like, come on, quit fooling around. Get the tree in there, all right? It's cold out. Well, wait, it's California. How cold can it really be in California in December? I'm gonna find out. All right, let's ask Suri. Um, Suri, what's the temperature in California? It's currently 53 degrees in Sacramento, CA. Wow. 53, eh? That ain't too terrible. They don't even need those coats. Wait, I don't even think they were wearing coats when they brought that in. 
But we have the ladies there. We have Norma and Bonnie. They're both coming out with the decorations for the tree. I'm sure little baby David is taking a nap in one of the bedrooms. So when they're trying to put the tree down, of course it's too damn tall because it's like hitting the, the crown molding just underneath the ceiling there. So Jack is like, oh, go get the saw. So Wayne's like, all right, cool. Me and Bonnie get the top part of the tree, which works out for them. So Kevin figures since his dad's in such a chipper mood this year, that's, wow, that like never happens. Because Norma's like, hey, um, you're in a, don't you think you went a little overboard with the tree there? And he's like, hey, it's Christmas. Time of year to splurge. You never, ever heard those words come out of that man's mouth. So Kevin's like, yeah, yeah, he's in a good mood. Hey, Dad, can I have a little money here so I can get Winnie a gift? Kevin's got a fucking job. What are you doing with what money you make from that place other than putting gas in your tank? So Jack tells him, sure, like, um, yeah, here's, he pulls out his wallet, and he's thumbing through, like, a few 20s. Whoa, that boy's, that man is loaded with some moolah. I never carry cash on me. Um, so he ends up giving Kevin a five, and then saying, get her something nice. For five fucking dollars, what are you gonna get? You probably get more for five bucks back then than you do in 2017, though. So Norma tells Jack, we find out that Charlie, the business partner that uh, was going in with Jack on this loan for the bank, so that he's not going to be able to make it. And as soon as she says that, Wayne comes in and is like, hey, what, is he getting cold feet? And that's when, I mean, Jack hasn't even pulled out the five bucks yet. And Jack kind of stops suddenly, like, I think that's freaking him out. That is freaking him out. Yeah, I mean, this is a two-person deal for this this um, furniture business and everything like that. So. so Jack is like, what's that supposed to mean? And Norma tells him, don't worry, honey, it's fine. He said he will, he's got, Charlie's got a few things to take care of, but he will see you at the bank on Friday. Oh, boy. My gut is telling me he's getting cold feet. Lane's intuition is right. So Kevin's like, all right, dad, dad. Money, 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 money. And Jack's like, oh, yep, here, here's five bucks. Go get your girl something nice for five fucking dollars. You kidding me? So we get a shot of Kevin's jo job, Mr. Chong's um, Chinese or something. So... It's Christmas, it's the Christmas season, Kevin's like, hey, I've been here for six months, I've really been working hard, do you think that I can get a raise? Okay, here you do. Six months, not even a year, and you were asking for a raise? That's not how you go about getting a raise. I don't go up to my employer and say, hey, I want a raise. I mean, I got one, but everyone else got one too. But you don't do that. Maybe in 1972 you could do that, but you certainly wouldn't do it now. And what's funny is when they went to this scene of um, his Kevin's job, we hear a cat go, Meow! It's like, so is that implying like, oh, they kill cats or something at the Chinese restaurant or something? Because I think I see birds hanging up there, or ducks. I think they're, yeah, they're ducks. I see ducks up there, but... I want to play this clip when Kevin tries to get a raise, ask for a raise from his boss. This guy is hilarious. 
I love his boss's, like, sense of humor. So I'll be right back. Ask Mr. Chong. I've been thinking. And, you know, I've been here for about six months. And I've done a pretty good job. Didn't say? <laughs> all in all, a promising start. Well, what I mean is, I like it. Huh? You're a great guy. Mm. Yeah, I, I learn a lot here. Mm. And, you know, this being Christmas and all. Mm -hmm. So what do you say? You don't have to give me a gift. No. No, I meant me. I'm not giving you a gift either. Look for it. Most helpful. Seems what we had here was a failure to communicate. I don't think you understood what I meant. At least in English. I need a raise. There. The universal language. And what else could the guy say but... Get back to work. Hey, good boy. So yeah, I honestly feel that Kevin went about this the whole the wrong way because it's Christmas time, it's busy. That is not the time to ask for a raise, especially with Christmas so close. I mean, how much is that raise really gonna get you to be able to get that cashmere sweater for Winnie? It really isn't, and I doubt it would take effect right away anyway. He really should have put money aside during the year or something so that way he could afford this sweater for her. But nobody thinks to do that. No one thinks plans ahead, or do they? So, Kevin is loaded down with so much delivery food. And, oh, I bet that food is so delicious. Oh, that Chinese food looks so good, even though I can't see it. And Kevin even tries buttering up the guy, like, oh, I like working here, you're a great guy, can I get a raise? And the guy's like, just hands him two more takeout delivery packages and says, you know what, just get to work. I'd be like, you know what, why don't you come back to me after the new year and we can sit down and talk. Or better yet, why don't you wait till you've been here another six months, a full year, and then we can go over how you're review and everything of your performance but don't come to him asking for a damn raise kevin that's not how things work granted in season four when jack went to his company for a raise he got it and a promotion but jack had been <laughs> with his company for over 20 years so kevin's only been there six damn months that's not enough time so now we're at the bank and Jack is pacing and really stressing out here. Kevin said it's December says it's December 17th, the day of closing for his dad's new business and everything. And it turns out that Charlie and his old worker Norcom guy got cold feet and backed out of the deal. And Jack is pissed as hell. He's like, you know, let's just get the hell out of here. I don't I'm ooh. Ugh, that guy just must have been all talk or something. He, I mean, everyone gets cold feet. I mean, that's understandable. I'm not 
trying to throw shade at this person, but uh, we'll see what happens. So afterwards, once Jack tells the family we're getting the hell out of here, because with just him, he doesn't have enough collateral, he finds out, to be able to secure the loan on his own. So, back at the Arnold house, uh, Kevin and Norma are decorating the tree while Jack is on the phone. Actually, he's got a little office. He turned Karen's old room into an office. And he's just on the phone trying to secure, you know, uh, maybe other people to try to get in on the whole business to, to help, you know, a backer to be able to get this loan. And it seems like a lot of people are just more like, you know, not right, this is not the time for me, or I'm not interested, or something to that effect. So Jack comes out after getting off the phone, and he's just kind of hanging some ornaments with the family and stuff, and I think Norma just tells him, you know, it'll be alright, you know, someone, this will, this will come through, it'll, it'll be okay. And now we get the lunchroom at school, and there's like a choir singing Christmas carols in the lunchroom. I don't like that. It's like, that's just, why can't those people have their lunch too? But anyway, we get Paul. Paul is back for season six. He went to prep school for freshman year. He's back now. But Kevin still has these hanger-on friends. This this Chuck guy. I don't like this Chuck guy. I, I, he's, he's annoying. Um, but we hear Paul, like, Telling Kevin, $99, that $100 is too much to spend on a gift. So I want to play this clip, because we, we haven't really seen Paul too much. So I'm going to play this clip. As the boys kind of deliberate about the amount of what one would spend on a gift for their girlfriend. Not that my life was any bit of mistletoe. Come on, you got to be joking. I mean, 100 bucks For a sweater? Well, it, it's cashmere. The fabric of royalty. <laughs> so? 99 bucks is too much to spend for any woman. What am I supposed to do? I think she's gonna buy me something really expensive. Well, maybe you should go for it. I mean, last year, I spent 87 bucks on a gift. And she loved it. Who was that for? Oh, it's just somebody I know. Oh, come on, Chuck. It was for your mother, wasn't it? <laughs> maybe. Whoops. I was just wondering, are you coming over Christmas Eve? Sure. Oh, good. I can't wait till you see what I got you. It's really neat. Well, listen, Winnie, I hope you didn't go overboard or anything. I mean, I would love anything you got me. And besides, it's just a thought that counts. Don't be silly. It's Christmas. I can't wait. Man, are you in trouble. <laughs> It boiled down to this. My goose was cooked. So, you know, Kevin's defense is, hey, I don't know, she could be getting me something really, really nice and everything like that. And then this, the Chuck guy is like, well, I spent $87 on a gift once for someone. And then Jeff is like, it was your mother, wasn't it? And he's like, mm, yes. <laughs> That's when Winnie comes up and asks Kevin, like, are you coming to my house Christmas Eve? Because I want to give you my gift. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, you know, I hope you didn't go overboard on my gift. I mean, you know, it's the thought that counts and everything like that. And she's like, oh, but it's Christmas and everything. So she leaves. And Kevin's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 
Yeah, his goose is cooked, as he says. Like, yeah, you really shouldn't. It's the seventh. Well, that was the 17th. Maybe it's like the 19th by now, December. So, yeah, you are running out of time, buddy. You don't wait to the last minute to get a gift for your girlfriend. Girlfriend. Not best girl. Girlfriend. I think they are together, aren't they? I think they're together. They should be. They are together. Okay. So Kevin goes back to his boss and says, you know, about what we talked about yesterday, about the raise and everything, I really need it. I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. And the guy agrees, like, yes, I will give you 50 cents an hour starting tomorrow. And Kevin's like, tomorrow, but I need it today. And he's like, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. And the guy's like, so? And Kevin's like, well, no one works on Christmas Eve. And that's when his boss puts on a Merry Christmas Santa hat on Kevin's head. Like, yeah, you do now. Um, how the hell? It's not going to make a difference whether he gets that 50 cents now or tomorrow. Because <laughs> is he just magically going to have 99 or $100 magically appear from his paycheck? I mean, couldn't he even ask for maybe an advance on his paycheck? I don't. I mean, that might be better than asking for a raise. I don't know how things work back then. I mean, the guy doesn't even seem to really want to give him a raise, but he's willing to if Kevin works Christmas Eve. So that night, Kevin is driving home from work, and he's just noticing about how everyone's got their Christmas lights on in the neighborhood except for theirs. And that's when he comes inside, his dad's working in his little office, and he's trying to get these figures to see if there's any way he can secure a loan from the bank. And he's like, I don't have the collateral. So would they be able to put up like a car or the house even for collateral? Or is that just not enough to be able to secure a loan like that? So I just, I, I feel bad. You know, he Jack wants this. He deserves this. He deserves this to have this chance. He's worked his whole life. Let him do his furniture thing. His furniture shop or what? His factory or whatever. But, you know, banks, they, they want to make sure that their money is that they give you is going to be paid back in time. And if you don't have enough, it's not going to look good. So in the next scene, Kevin is back at the mall and he runs into literally... Charlie, Jack's old Norcom buddy, who is loaded down with gifts, and it turns out Charlie did get cold feet. He decided to go back to Norcom that they offered him a great deal, and that how it really, that he maybe wasn't 100% on the whole factory thing, or furniture deal. That was more Jack's idea. He just kind of Probably wanted it for like five minutes and then realized the risk was too big. You know, he's got a family, kids, house, all that stuff. He doesn't want to lose that. He doesn't want to take that risk. Which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with trying to play it safe. So Kevin comes in while uh, into the garage while Jack is working on fixing Christmas lights or ornaments or something. And says that he ran into Charlie at the mall. So, Kevin tells him that Charlie went back to Norcom, and Jack is like, yeah, I heard. And then Kevin's like, you know, I bet you could go back to Norcom. You know, I'm sure they'd love to have you back. And Jack kind of breaks it to him. He's like, 
I chose to leave Norcom. I can't do that anymore. You know, I wanted to do this furniture company thing for myself. You know, I had to, you know, he, he's, he's put in his 20 some years, you know, he, he needs, he's near retirement age, probably almost. He wants to be able to do something for himself, maybe even to leave a legacy behind, you know? So I want to play this clip, um, through with Norma coming and telling him, that she went to the bank herself after Jeff was denied the loan because he didn't have enough collateral. And he's really surprised that she did that because he's like, I worked the numbers six ways to Sunday and there is no way. I do not have enough collateral. So Norma says, you know, I told the bank man, you know, about you and what a great man you are and everything like that. So I want to play that clip and I will be right back. As opposed to say, my dad. Damn these things. A man who hated Christmas lights. You okay, Dad? You know, I paid a fortune for these things. Almost four bucks. Yeah, back in 1946. You need any help? Nah. I had some more lights in this box. I'll give you a hand. Oh, jeez. I can't do anything right. Of course, I could see he needed help. Something to lighten the mood. Take his mind off things. I ran into Charlie at the mall. How is he? Oh. He went back to Norcom. Yeah, I heard. Oh. Well, now I was just thinking. I bet you could go back. I mean, I bet Norcom would love to have you back. I can't go back, Evan. Well, sure you can. Listen, Charlie Barrett did not talk me into this. I did it because I wanted to. I did it because I had to. I did it because it was time. Understand? Sure, Dad. Besides, I got better things to do with my life. I got to untangle these lights. And the funny thing is, standing there that winter afternoon, I knew things would be all right. Maybe my father would never be his own boss. But in my eyes, he was something more. He was his own man. Jack? Hi. Oh, I see you got the lights out. Yeah. How was shopping? Fine. Honey, I have to talk to you about something. I think I figured a way to make this work. Norma, I've been over those figures six ways from Sunday. And without a loan, there's no way to make it work. I don't have enough collateral. Actually, Jack, you do. What do you mean? I just went down to the bank. You did what? I talked to that loan officer. I told him about your plans and projections. But mostly I told him about you. About the kind of man you are. I told them they should believe in you the way that I do. They think that's collateral enough. You did that? They want to see you on Monday. I don't know, Norma. It's a hell of a risk. I don't think so, Jack. I guess some gifts are simple. 
They come from the heart, with a lifetime guarantee. Come on, let's get these lights up. And that afternoon, Christmas finally arrived. So Jack is kind of unsure that, you know, Norma said, you know, I told him about you and what a great man you are and that they should believe in you like I do. And that is all well and good in 1972. Maybe that would fly back then. But in 2017, banks are going to need a little more than just your your good faith, your good word about somebody. and Jack even tells her, you know, I don't know, it's it's a hell of a risk. And she's like, but I think you're worth it. And then, you know, they're like, all right, let's get these uh, Christmas lights working, huh? So then we see Kevin. He is delivering food on Christmas Eve. And then he and Winnie are together exchanging gifts. He got her the cashmere. And she got him... That bread album that he saw in the window display that he's like, I hate them. But Kevin is such a good sport about it. It's like, oh, thank you. I love this. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Winnie. She's like, Merry Christmas, Kevin. And then we move to a Christmas dinner at the table with Jack and Norma and Kevin and Wayne and Bonnie and little baby David. And you're like, oh, it's a Christmas dinner. And guess where they're at? They decided to have Christmas dinner, or Christmas Eve dinner, in the little shop, in the little factory furniture area. Like, oh, that is so sweet. Oh. And Jack toasts his girl, Norma. He's like, I want to thank my family, who I love. I'm playing the clip for you guys anyway. He does this. It's just... I love that. I love Jack and Norma's relationship, especially over the course of six seasons. It's so sweet. It is so sweet. So, that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the clip, and I will be right back. That Christmas Eve, I delivered egg rolls and pork lo mein for 50 cents more an hour. This is so beautiful. I can't believe this. It must have cost a fortune. Then I turned right around and squandered the profits on cashmere. I love it. Still, I think it was worth it. I hope you like this. It's not like yours, but... As for that big box, it turned out to be something much, much smaller. (sighs) The new bread album. Do you like it? Yeah, they're my favorite. I hated it. I loathed it. I despised it. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Merry Christmas. Then again, on the other hand... I'd like to make a toast. That night we skipped the customary dinner at home seemed there was a more fitting place to gather. To, uh, new beginnings, new possibilities, to my family, to my girl. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
we stayed up late. We talked about old times, new times. We ate turkey and dressing and egg rolls. After all, the way I saw it, that year, we had a lot to celebrate. All right, I hope you enjoyed that clip. Two days to go. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, the big day arrives. Ah! I'm excited. I'm excited. Tomorrow I'm going to go visit with my sister, who I have not physically seen in over a year and a half. But I've talked to her on the phone, so this will be nice because tomorrow's her birthday. She's going to be 41. She's going to be 41. <laughs> um, let's see. All the gifts are finally wrapped. I got all of them done. And... That's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, I think I want to do Prancer tonight, and then maybe if there's time on Christmas Eve, I might do Home Alone too, just to kind of close out the Christmas season. Um, I hope you guys are having a great weekend. I hope you have an amazing Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, or whatever holiday you celebrate, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of the other holidays. I hope this episode provided a fun laugh for you guys. I had some fun, you know, uh, checking out the temperature. Suri told me the temperature in California. I found out what cashmere was and what it was made out of and what it feels like. So, all right. I will be back later tonight with Prancer, my favorite Christmas movie. So, look forward to that later tonight. All right, bye-bye. Also, um, I will leave in the description below that the links, if you guys want to hit me up on the email, lbomwonderyearspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, also, Instagram at lbomwonderyearspod or podcast. Uh, Facebook, looking back at my Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast. So if you guys want to follow on Instagram or like and follow on Facebook, stuff like that or email just you know tell me how much you love the podcast you can also go to itunes so looking back on my wonder years and wonder years podcast you can rate it you can review it you can subscribe to it so you don't miss an episode and that being said have a wonderful evening and i will be back later tonight with the review of prancer yeah, more of a commentary but all right bye bye